hey, street leaguers, what's happening? It's the Analog Jackson series, second volume, second edition, second episode, whatever the fuck you want to call it. This is the Ashram. I'm your boy, Street Leaguers. Like I said, these are just stories of the young man. Some may be unbelievable, but I promise you, this is all 100% accurate. Names have been omitted to protect the women involved because they significant others, husbands, boyfriends, side pieces, whatever they may be. I don't want them to look at these women a certain way that I already looked at them. But fuck it, let's go. The ashram. So, um, I met this chick. Probably um plenty of fish. Yeah, might have been plenty of fish. Um, you know, it's around maybe 2013, 2013 or whatever. So I met a chick on plenty of fish, and you know, we we do the thing. We talking. I remember I first started talking to her on plenty of fish. You know, cause she responded. She responded um, to, you know, a message from me, and I was at my son's soccer game. So, you know, I'm coaching a soccer game. I think they had two that day. Yeah, they weren't separate teams this particular time because of age. So, my oldest son had played. He was waiting for my youngest son game to start. So, um, in between, you know, I see her get a message. I shoot a little message back. We go back and forth. I'm checking the pictures out. I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like what I see. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. So we talk, we talk. So we like, all right, let's just go on. I, I say, let me, let's set up something. Let's meet. So we do. So we meet at probably one of the, one of the best, in my opinion, spots you can meet somebody on a first date at one of the best locations, too. We meet at $3 Cafe in Tucker. Now, most people, when you hear $3 Cafe, if you peruse, if you indulge, you might go to the one on Northside Drive. Highly recommend it. Good beer selection. Great um, bartending staff. Great atmosphere. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just perfect. But uh, not for first. You know what I'm saying? Meet y'all in Tucker. She lived out that way also. So it made a little bit of sense, but you know what I'm saying? It kind of pulled you out of the area, you know? So if you got anything else going on, you can keep your shit separate, you did. So first date, $3 cafe. You know, I was late. That was something that I did purposely on a lot of first dates. I let them get there first to kind of lay it out. That way I ain't setting no expectations. Um, you know, I'm a nigga that's going to be there before them. I be, you know, I get there late that way. They look at it like, okay, you get there on time. The first day, you got to be on time for everything else after that. So when I got there, she was already there. And, you know, sometimes in this online dating world, you know, you can get catfished. I have been catfished. I'm going to talk about that at some point to y'all too. But, you know, you probably could. So shit had already translated bad for me in you know, a past incident, 
So, you know, you want to show up late also because you can peep the scene. If it ain't what you like, you ain't ever got to, you know, foresee it. But anyway, I kept riding. So, you know, I'm going to say this. I was a little nervous because when I did see you, you know, the pictures were, you know, not doing justice to her. So, you know, we sit down, we get acquainted. We sat, you know what I'm saying? We, we ate and we drank a little bit. It's about two or three hours. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's a pretty goddamn good indicator that it's going to work out. So, um, as the evening, you know, was getting ready to come to a close. It's a weekday, too. You know, um, me being the gentleman, you know what I'm saying? I walked up to the car, you know, asked her for a hug, got a hug, you know. She reached up, you know, gave me another little kiss right on the cheek and everything. You know, said we definitely was going to see each other again. She said she definitely wanted that to happen. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm like, all right, so boom. So, she was like, we can set up the next day. You can set it up what's convenient for you. So, I did. And, you know, for me, um, working type of job out here, I, you know, set my own schedule. But I worked, you know what I'm saying? So, in my travels, I see a lot of fascinating things in and around the Atlanta metropolitan area, in the suburbs and things like that. Um, so, you know, I told her, I said, hey, look, there's an ashram outside of Lilburn in that Parkview area and everything. You know, I'm curious about it. If you want to, let's hook up. Let's get there together. You know, go check it out. She's like, cool, let's do it. So, you know, I go. I meet her. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And, um... I'm going to tell you, like, if you've never been to an ashram, you've never been to a Hindu place of worship or anything like that, please go check them out. They're very, they're beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Very architecturally driven marvels, in my opinion. Regardless of what your religion is, just go check them out. They look good. So, you know, I worked that day. Didn't work the whole day. I cut it short, probably about round two, three, something like that. Um, you know, met up with her there and everything. Again, arrived late. She was already there parked in the parking lot, so it's all good. Um, you know, once you get to the ashram, you go to the gift shop. You pay, and you get an audio pack because it's a guided tour. So you get your audio pack. You go on the guided tour. And I'm going to tell you straight up, the tour was it was awesome. Like, you know, you can't wear your shoes, um, you know, inside. But what you can do is... Um, you can go around and look at different things and they talk about the gods you know they talk about different you know um their gods they talk about their leaders you know their religious leaders things like that uh it's a progressive story around the um entire place so you know it's pretty cool but the entire point of it was as we walk in i know we're not going to be completely interested in it you know we can see some stuff it helps break up the conversation, you know, it helps, you know, stimulate some conversation, you can get a few laughs, you can get a few jokes off, um, but you could also just get those natural breaks where if the word's not coming, then boom, you know, you can just let the ashram do the talking for you for a minute, so it was a well thought out date by me, um, but you know, as we're going through it, 
I'm seeing things I'm a little interested in it so I'm kind of playing both sides it's like I'm on a date with the ashram and on a date with her so you know I'm able to get me some laughs in but I'm able to get me some knowledge I'm able to get me some laughs in I'm able to get me some knowledge um, and I can see that she's digging it she eating it up you know so we're getting closer we talking I'm kind of hugging you know that type of thing you know affection I'm getting a little close so you know what I'm saying after we did the tour we walked the entire property and then you know I was like hey you know if you want to let's go get something to eat so she was like cool so you know what I'm saying I had found like a little local Mexican spot I had ate there a few times before by myself and I was like hey let's go and you know I know they got some good drinks and I'm like well let's go kick it or whatever so you know we had decided on a local spot and the food was good there and I remember where we sat it um we sat in like a booth and this is the first time ever on a date where i'm sitting across from her but she asked me to come sit beside her so this is some new shit to me because this is some shit that i don't do i don't believe in it like if we you know together on a date i can have just as much of a good time sitting there talking to you and looking across at you because i can look in your eyes when i'm sitting beside you it's cool but you know whatever eating like boom but that was her that was her affectionate nature you know what i'm saying as i would learn later so you know we talked you know we ate we, it was somebody that was sitting in our area and you know mind you this is before six o'clock in the afternoon somebody sitting in the area it was their birthday so you know out of nowhere we're not even ready for it i got a few drinks in me like you know some folks come out in Lucha Libre mask and shit and they sing happy birthday you know you know shit was wild to me I had just enough drinks in me to where that shit was like you know hilarious you know what I'm saying so second date now I'm kind of being myself a little bit now I'm letting you know I'm like whoa you know what I'm saying they sing happy birthday Lucha Libre mask you know I'm full on I also remember one of the waitresses was she was perfecto you know what i'm saying like she was she was on it and i was looking i was checking and um i was a piece of shit back then and i really was hoping my girl needed to go to the restroom because i was gonna get the number um and um you know what i'm saying but what i did and to this day i'm glad i did it, i let her know that um the waitress was bad i told my friend i was like look um she bad and um you know i told him i said i'm gonna feel guilty if i sit here and not say nothing but um you know what i'm saying i gotta tell you and i told her and she was with it she was cool she agreed she was like yeah and then she pointed out another one that was better and i was like damn so file that it file that away you did but um anyway you know it's getting later this this date wasn't as long as the period previous one but you know, drinks was right nigga the mood was right um it's still before six o'clock you know what i'm saying so um you know it was getting ready to come to a close um while we was, you know, 
on the date, we sitting there eating a few times. She kind of grabbed me, you know, hugged. We took a few pictures, a few selfies and shit. She kind of had, you know, grabbed on me a little bit, was kissing on my neck and shit. And so, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing it cool in the restaurant. So, you know, we get ready to leave. I'm running the restroom, you know, check myself out. Kind of rinse my mouth out because I know what my intentions are. You know what I'm saying? Go outside. And so, you know what I'm saying? I told her, you know, I enjoyed the date. Went in for a little kiss. And, you know, it wasn't a pack this time. You know, went in for that thing. Put them lips on her. And she was with it. She gave me that energy. She gave me that action. And, you know what I'm saying? She was like, look, I'm with whatever you want to do. Like, I'm going home with you. And I'm like, let's go. So she followed me home. And pretty straight shot from where I was. Didn't have to get on the interstate. It was like one highway. It took a little bit longer than the interstate, but one highway, evening time, Atlanta metro area. So it took us about 30, 45 minutes. And you know what I'm saying? Um, on the way home, I come to the realization, like, you know, I'm about to go. I'm about to slay this one. I'm about to, about to get it in. You did. Uh, it's going down. So we get to the house. And, you know, I'm I'm expecting, you know, something to go down, but I ain't expecting, you know, it to go all the way down. Um, but it didn't take much, you know what I'm saying? We got there, um, went in the bedroom. Um, I probably was in there like two minutes, you know. She was pulling clothes off, taking my shirt off, going in, um, you know what I'm saying? So... I kissed her a few times, kind of got on top of her, and, you know, because I'm playing with the neck a little bit, licking on the neck, you know, shirt is off at this point, so I'm licking from neck to waistline or whatever, and she kind of had pushed me off and got on me and was doing the same exact thing, but she wasn't stopping in the waistline, she went in, so... I kind of looked while she was doing that. I'm kind of, you know, there in the moment caught up. And, and, you know, I'm realizing that, you know, I sat back and thought about it. And it took me probably three phone conversations, some messages via POF, then, you know, some regular text messages about, you know, $50 on the first date, maybe about 25 30 on the second date. You know what I'm saying? At the ashram. About another forty fifty dollars at the Mexican restaurant. And um she was down. She was hooked. It was for real. And I'm like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it. So anyway. Um it was that. So, you know, I smashed. Um Probably got about three or four rounds in. I know it was three because the third, well, one of them rounds was in the shower. And we got another one before she went home. And so I was feeling it, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie to that. But she was feeling something way more accelerated than what I was feeling, which was kind of crazy, which I would find would be the norm for a lot of women in terms with me. And so most of the time we were getting to the point where, you know, I wanted to be it. But, you know what I'm saying, I didn't want to be it. They were already there. 
by the time I got to the point where they were here, they were gone beyond that. And so I always looked at it like, if I'm having sex with you this quick, this early, I ain't the greatest game spitter in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, you know, the greatest nigga in the world. I'm, I'm the greatest, but you know what I'm saying? I know it's niggas spending the same game and have been successful, so I gotta, I can't let that go. But, you know what I'm saying? It was good sex. She was a good woman. She was giving. Like, we had some episodes that was like crazy. She got loose. But there was something that fucked with me and kind of stuck with me throughout all of this. I found out she had a 10-year-old daughter that was at home with her. She also had another child, a son, but the son lived with the dad. And during that particular time when we were together, the 10-year-old was pretty much at home taking care of herself. She had a roommate that would be in and out and everything, but the daughter pretty much did a lot for herself. So her mama's out doing her thing, and the daughter is at home, you know. And this was routine for her. She was doing this more and more often. And when we would get together, she would be leaving her daughter at home and things like that. So... You know, when things are going on and when there's some good sex involved, you kind of, you don't think about that. But as it went on, I got to thinking about that. And then a few times I went to her house, you know, her daughter would be there. She would make sure her daughter was good in her room, but she was leaving her. She was living her life, doing her thing, you know. Um, but I'm a parent, and I know I cut women off on the weekends. When there's my weekend with my sons, you know, and at this time it's just my boys. I cut women off completely, and, you know what I'm saying, that's that, but that's just the way, that's just the way it goes, so yeah, like I said, that's just the way it goes, so, you know, um, but I had a real displacement in my head going on, um, because, you know, um, we would kick it, she would be in my crib, she could spend you know, a weekend there, and, you know, her daughter would be with a roommate, um, you know, so there was times when I would go to her house, and the neighborhood she stayed in wasn't that good, um, and it just bothered me, uh, but that pussy was so good, so I guess the moral compass in me didn't really give a damn, because I never really said nothing to her about it, um, but, you know, I often found myself praying, and I know it's kind of fucked up to even speak a prayer in that, but, you know, I'm I'm a spiritual young man, and um, I'm honest with, um, you know, matters of spirituality, so, you know, I did pray and hope everything would be all right, and there was one particular time uh, her roommate and another friend had came over to my crib, and it really wasn't no point for that. But she wanted her friends to see me, I guess. And I met her daughter. And it wasn't something that I was really ready for. Because, you know, again, in my head, I'm at one place. She's at another place. So it kind of, you know, didn't match up. So, um, you know, I was one of those things, one of those people that I was kind of at that situation where the babysitter situation for her daughter bothered me. And, you know... I wasn't sure if it was actually babysitter sometimes or it was a roommate. And I never wanted anything to happen to her daughter. And, you know, like I said, 
she had another child. And the funny thing about that was the dad pushed for custody of the son because he didn't see that she was fit to have both kids. Like, he just didn't see what it was. And I think he probably saw some of what I was seeing. That, you know, he's like, hey, she want to live. She want to have a life and all that. That's great. But, you know what I'm saying? She was she was a good woman. She was a great woman. Um, and I think we kicked it for a pretty good long time. Um, I don't really know how long. It's probably five months. And to me, that was a pretty good length of time because I, I, I know I was fucking at least three other women during that time. Um, but it, it was all good. Um, I know there was just some scumbucket ass things that I did uh, during that period of time, um, you know, that was crazy. Um, I knew it was ending way before it actually did end. And I can tell you for a fact, um, let's go back to my birthday. Uh, my birthday, we had a uh, meeting in Atlanta. I actually hosted a meeting. And um, I put it on. I would always have my meetings and host them in the blackest areas of the city that I could get. And I did that for a reason because I wanted to get commerce to where I came from, my parts. And so what I did was we had a, a meeting on the south side. And, um, you know, um, she lived up in Norcross. Now, I lived in Decatur, so for her to get to me was nothing. Um, so me and another co-worker, uh, well, I'm a homeboy. Uh, I probably just fucked up, and I'm not going to edit it out, but whatever. You know, we, my birthday, so we said, fuck it, let's kick it. So we went and hit a few spots. Um, we went to Pinups. Uh, this is probably about 10, 11 o'clock. We had Pinups. We know we got to be up early the next day, but we're going to have a good time. So, you know, I drink. He wasn't drinking. We're having a good time. We, um, you know, I got a few dances. He paid for me a few dances and shit. Uh, since it was my birthday, we had a good time. We was in there chopping it up. Stayed there about an hour. Strip clubs got a, the same effect on me that brown liquor has. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I know my birthday, you know, I'm old something. Um, I previously had spent the night before with a chick was giving me, you know, the birthday treatment, um, so, it's birthday, I'm in the strip club, the whole time, I'm just, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it, so, you know, I hit old girl up, I tell her what's going on, and I'm like, you know, I might need you later on, so about two hours later, <laughs> We're back on the south side. We on Camp Creek. If you know about Camp Creek, um, then you know where we at. If you know where Norcross is. So we talking two ends of the perimeter. We talking northeast, 
We talking Southwest. Then you got 285. So I'm back out there. I think we made a run to Popeyes. Got some Popeyes. You know what I'm saying? Just adding on to the nigga them. Um, and I'm really like, man, I need to see this chick. Right, so I hit up. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I need you to come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it'd be good if you came through. I told her where I was at. She said she was on the way. I know for a fact from downtown Atlanta to the airport is a good 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? The traffic. From motherfucking uh, the old national exit to fucking... The Swanee exit, which is north on 85, is a good 45 minutes. I think it was about 15 minutes she was there. She could have been on her bullshit. She could have been elsewhere doing whatever. But she was there. I'm in a hotel for the night because I'm staying where the meetings at. She came through. I ain't even sleep that night. She had to go to work the next morning. Um... And again, I'm an asshole because I know she had a daughter at home. Um, she had to work the next day also. So she came, um, put in work to about 2, 3 in the morning, slept a little bit. I was up because I was just up. And um, she got up about 6, did it again, and then left. Um, going through morning traffic and all that. Uh, that was a she was a real gift, bro. Like I'm I'm such a piece of shit, but whatever. Um, so you know, fast forward. My birthday's in November. Fast forward to New Year's Eve. I was actually gonna have my kids with me, and you know she was just gonna come over and kick it with us all. So you know, New Year's Eve, I went to get my kids late. I probably went to get my kids at about. Seven, eight o'clock. Didn't get back until about ten or eleven. When we got back, uh, me and my sons were, you know, scrolling Hulu, and they had found a show with Chance and Real, where they was like Gator Boys or some shit like that or whatever. Shit was funny. We was watching it, laughing, clowning. So right there with them watching that, I fell asleep. When I woke up, it's the new year, you know what I'm saying? It's 2014. And um, I looked at my phone. I got, like, ridiculous missed calls. And, you know, I called her back. I could hear the hurt in her voice. Like, she still was crying. It's like 1.30 in the morning at this point. Uh, and I could give a fuck. I, I just didn't care, man. And, um... She did come over. We talked. I think um, I left my sons um, in their room. Um, and um, I knew periodically through the night my youngest son would come to my room. So what I did was I went to the living room with her. And we talked. And, you know, we had sex in the living room. And um, I apologized. I had a, a gift for her that um 
just something I had picked up, you know, through the week. And um, I had decided I wasn't going to give it to her because I felt like it wasn't needed. But then I was like, forget it, let me give it to her. And, um, you know, that was it after that. It really kind of just fizzled out after that. It was a lot less calling, a lot less um, attention from me for um and there was a few more instances here and there where things happened um you know the last was a late night she had been out she said she was on her way home and she wanted to stop by um and she was drunk she came by and um she said she wanted to have sex and we did and i remember she had asked me she said she had a friend that she had her eye on, and, you know, she had been not dealing with women when me and her were dealing with each other, but she think she was going to go back and try that, and she said her friend had saw a few videos that me and her had snapped of each other um, and wanted to know if she could join in, so, of course, I'm not gonna say no I'm like yeah but that never materialized I think she used that to be able to get there that night and that was the last time and you know what I really hate though is I hate that I wasted a visit to that ashram on her because real talk that place was it was the shit and I took somebody there that if I ever go back I can't forget that I took them there, so I gotta find me a new one. So, if y'all know some great ashrams, I'll let your boy hit them comments. That's what's up.